0: so in islam i think it's it's a very controversial topic and i think that the general understanding that most muslims have is that it is impossible that god have a messenger or a prophet that's a female No, this is unheard of it's blasphemy it's heretical it's crazy taslima. alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. wa rahmatullahi wa
1: barakatuh.
0: It's good to have you back, Tiffany.
1: Thank you so much for having me here.
0: So uh, today, what are we talking about?
1: Uh, today we have a question to answer, actually, on a previous episode that we recorded. This uh, commenter left a question. Can these messengers ever appear as women too? Okay,
0: so that's a really good question, and in order to uh, answer that question, I think first we have to examine in Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, what are uh, the different titles uh, that are given to people that have communications with or are representatives of God?
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Okay, so if we go to the Old Testament Mm -hmm. in Judaism, we'll find that there is something uh, called a prophet. Yes. And uh, an example of a prophet would be somebody like Moses. So it's somebody who's receiving communications uh, from God, revelations, hearing the voice of God, or speaking to angels. Yes. Okay? Yeah. Then we have something called a priest. Mm -hmm. And uh, a priest is also a messenger from God. It's somebody who's a representative of God. And he performs particular functions, um, you know, that have to do with uh, purification or uh, certain functions that have to do with the tempo. Yes. And an example of a priest uh, in the Old Testament would be somebody like Aaron, who is the vice chair of Moses and his brother. Yes. Okay. Um, we have also the title of a judge, Mm-hmm. And a judge in the Old Testament would be somebody who um, would lead the Israelites and and judge them in all of their affairs. Uh, so they'd lead them uh, into battles, into openings. And an example of that in the Old Testament is somebody like Joshua. Yeah. And what is the final example? A king. A king.
1: Yeah, like David, Solomon. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So that is the final example of a representative of God. They have the title of a king, but we find that the title messenger itself or Rasul is missing. It's absent uh, from the from from Judaism uh, because they're all kind of seen as uh, messengers uh, of God. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And in, in Christianity, uh, the New Testament, uh, basically, it's the same as Judaism in terms of the titles, except we add on there, um, you know, the title of apostle. Okay, and an apostle is somebody who is a messenger, but not a messenger directly from God, but a messenger from Jesus. Yes, okay. Okay, yeah. and it's used to describe the, uh, you know, the 12 disciples.
1: Yes, the people who Jesus sent forth. That's exactly.
0: And you have Messiah. And yeah. the Messiah, he's a king, but he's a special king.
1: Yeah.
0: He's the promised one. He's the savior. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then we have uh, in Islam... We have a Rasul, and a Rasul is a messenger, and we have a prophet, a nabi, and we have an imam. These are the uh, three titles uh, that are given to um, people who are appointed by or representatives uh, of God. And uh, in Islam... Uh, there are 124,000 prophets that were sent uh, to mankind and there's 313 messengers and uh, every messenger is a prophet but not every prophet is a messenger okay and so the way that it's divided over there is is not really so much about it's about their function yeah, because uh, in Islam for example, you have David and Solomon and David and Solomon although in Judaism they fall within the category of kings but they're still representatives of representatives of God yes. in in Islam they are kings uh, but they are prophets but they are messengers okay and so, Like I said, there's 124,000 prophets. But these prophets in Islam, they were people who reached a particular rank. And uh, they managed to communicate or receive communications from God. Okay. Um, But they were not given the task to go forward to the people of the earth uh, with any particular message. Okay. So it wasn't their job, for example, to warn uh, to warn mankind that uh, anything's going to happen or to demand uh, reformations in society or uh, anything of the sort, yeah. unless they were a messenger. Okay. And there's only 313 of them. Okay. So 124,000, um, they received messages. And at times they would speak about the messages or speak about the dreams which they had or the communications with God, but they weren't given the task to do so.
1: Okay. That, that makes sense. There are certain uh, people who who had communication with God who had a more specific role. Like they had to do something. They had to do a mission that God gave them. Yeah. But other people, it doesn't mean that they were the only people that God communicated with. There were other people who had prophecy. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. So it's like this ladder that human beings can climb up. You know? Yeah. You have uh, the general public. And then and then you know, you have a layer above that are believers out of that general public. So the, the people from the general public or the, the general human beings on the planet that chose to believe in the words of the prophet and the messenger. So that's a degree above the non-believers. Yeah. The believers, they hear God's words and they accept it, even though they're not hearing it directly to them. So it's through somebody else, but they accept it. So that's a rank higher. And then out of this group of believers, okay, all those who believe really firmly, and with a lot of certitude in the words of the prophets or the messengers, it, it is a, it's a very real reality for them. And they don't doubt in it at all. From those uh, believers, 124,000 were chosen and were good enough to pass on to the next level of faith, whereby God would give them themselves direct Uh, messages and signs and communications from him. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then out of those 124,000 prophets, Um, You know, it's one thing to receive a message and to believe in it in the comfort of your own home, but it's a whole nother story to have to declare it publicly in front of the people or to go forward and and have that much faith in your dream that you demand on its basis or you condemn uh, a king or a tyrant on its basis. And so there were only 313 of those prophets that had enough certitude and enough courage and enough determination to take. Uh, their faith to the next level, and for that reason, God chose them and gave them the task to go forward and, uh, you know, rule over uh, mankind or or uh, deliver particular messages.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, three hundred and thirteen is is a really tiny number compared to how many human beings have lived throughout history. So, yeah, it requires a huge amount of faith. And we even have, you know, in the stories of the prophets and the messengers, how it was difficult for them to undertake this huge task in the beginning. You know, they had to have a lot of faith to, to do it. So, yeah.
0: And then those 313 messengers that were sent to humanity, um, you know, only to reach the next level, you know, you have to have enough faith In your message that even if God had given you a message which which was contradictory to the messages that you had heard about from previous prophets and messengers, that you would still be able to abandon what the previous prophets and messengers said and what the people were used to and go forward to them with a brand new message and a brand new jurisprudence or law. And we find that uh, although there was 313 that were determined enough to go face the people with their messages, uh, only a about five of them had the courage and the ability to go forward to their people with a new message, which contradicted or was different than uh, the messages that the people were used to, because a prophet. You know, it's it's hard enough to go to the people and tell them that you're a prophet, you know, or to give them prophecies, but to give them now a new law that's different than what they're used to—that's uh, going to uh, cause a backlash and a lot of people to um, uh, perhaps fight against you.
1: Yes, I mean, absolutely, and and the the number of those who were given that task and trusted with that task by God was very few throughout throughout time.
0: And so we find that uh, in Islam, if you reach that level and you become a prophet messenger who has the, you know, that is of those of the ulil azm or has the utmost determination, right, to be a messenger and to fulfill uh, your duty as a messenger, uh, that, that would be the rank of becoming an imam and uh, that's why abraham in the quran uh you know first he was uh, a prophet messenger and then he was chosen uh, to be an imam
1: okay yes okay
0: yes. so imam means that you are above you know you're one rank above being a normal messenger and we find that those who reached that rank were uh, noah and abraham and moses and jesus and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi Yes, Those are the only ones.
1: it's wow. so few. It's six people, or five people, sorry, that you've mentioned uh, in all of history. Like, imagine the, the level of faith that you would have to have to be one of those very few people.
0: And then there's one level that's above that. But that's a complex topic that I think we need an entire episode um, uh, to talk about. And that is the level of being uh, two bows or less uh, and the level of being the number one winner in the race. Um, And that's the level that the Quran describes Muhammad as having reached after uh, the night journey. Mm -hmm. And that's why he's the master of all creation and the best of of uh, mankind and the best of the of the messengers in islam okay so uh, now that i've described uh, the different titles and and how judaism uh, breaks up the, uh, the representatives based on the role that they perform or the function that they, uh, that they perform. And we mentioned over here also in Islam, how Islam uh, views it. We find that uh, they're really titles. Uh, they signify things, uh, but they're kind of the overlap one another. And so over here, you have a, a prophet like Moses and a priest like Aaron, and a judge uh, like Joshua, and a king like David. In Islam, those four characters are four characters that received prophecies from God, and therefore, they were prophets, and they were sent to nations, and therefore, they were from the 313 messengers. And uh, and so, all of them would be given that title of messenger. Okay. Okay, good. And it's important to 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 say everything that we've said, because now we're going to be looking at whether or not females, women in Judaism, Christianity, and Islam could be classified as uh, fulfilling those roles, or, or can we apply the title of messenger uh, to them? Okay. 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 In the Old Testament and in, in Judaism, it's uh, it's kind of straightforward a little bit, you know, in the sense that uh, automatically and right off the bat, we have examples of women that were actually given the title of being a prophetess. Yeah, and a prophetess is somebody; it's the female version of prophet.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Somebody who's giving that communication from God, and yeah, you're right. The, the term is used in the Old Testament uh, several times,
0: and uh, it's known that in the Talmud uh, they also have named uh, seven particular females as being the uh, the you know the prophetesses of the Israelites, mm-hmm. and you also have an example uh, in Judaism. And so an example of a, of a prophetess in, in Judaism would be somebody like, uh, for example, Miriam.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: Or somebody like Sarah, you know, these are women that received communications uh, from God uh, in the same way that the male prophets did.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: God Whether is- it was a true dream or if it was an inspiration, uh, these women, they, there was no difference between them and the men. Yeah. Then we have the role of a judge. And we do have an example of a woman who was a judge, yes. actually.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, just like Joshua, she was leading armies um, and giving commands, military commands to the Israelites. Yeah. And that is who?
1: That's Deborah. Yeah. Deborah.
0: And the story of Deborah is fascinating in, the, in Judaism. Uh, she's the one who's, who gets communications from God. And is told that she has to send one of the military commanders, Barak, in order to destroy the enemy. Yeah. And he listens to her he in does, full yeah. faith.
1: Yeah, he does. She's got she's got quite a story. Uh, I would say she she's got quite a unique role because she's actually playing this role of somebody who gives commands. And she gave a command to a man and he he actually did what she said. And they were victorious. She her her role as a prophetess actually led to a great victory over the Canaanites, and uh, and that's quite a cool story. I mean, that's she she's actually kind of unique in the sense that not unique, but she she's one of the only judges who's specifically called a prophetess and a judge. So that's pretty cool.
0: It is cool. And so here we have uh, a woman in the Old Testament that is called both a prophetess. And a judge. Yep. But she's not a king.
1: She's not a king. Mm.
0: But she does kind of rule over them uh, during that period uh, in the same fashion that a king would, uh, because she's uh, she's a leader. She's a leader, and she. But she's also existing in that time period before there was the appointment of kings.
1: Yeah, she was in the time of the judges. So I guess that was the the highest rank of leadership you could achieve at that time. But yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Do we have uh, any examples in, uh, in Judaism of a woman fulfilling the, the role of a priest or a king?
1: Um, a king? no, there was no female king. No. Um, a priest, I mean you could you could argue that Miriam was kind of uh, in the role of, of a priest. Um, for the women. For the women, yeah, she she was playing that leadership role. Um, She's specifically called a prophetess, uh, but she was she was kind of like a shepherdess of the women in that time of Moses. And uh, yeah, for the women, she could have fallen into that category. Okay,
0: so pretty much for the most part, uh, now we've answered the question in regards to Judaism. A woman is can can be and was. Uh, you know given the title of being a prophet and she also reached the highest degrees of uh, ruling over or commanding uh, the Israelites in the name of God and that was the role of a judge Mm -hmm. so uh, in short uh, were there female messengers in Judaism there absolutely was and there's no doubt about that with the Jewish people
1: no it seems quite normal actually Um, it's it's sort of mentioned in passing, yes. That this woman was a prophetess, you know. It wasn't um, emphasized, so it seems quite normal that in that faith and that belief that that women could have this direct communication with God. Yeah.
0: And we also have the 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 example of of which I think it's important probably to mention uh, of Hulda, mm. and the Hulda story is 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 unique yeah. because. Um, she's described as a prophetess, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a king at the time. His name is Josiah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Josiah basically, uh, his helpers uh, bring to him a scroll that had been lost. Um that people um, had abandoned and they didn't have access to it anymore, and then he opens it up, uh, they read it to him uh, to see what this ancient scroll uh, says, and they find that you know it was uh, some you know it was part of the of the Bible that they had lost mm-hmm. uh, that contained in it uh, you know the stories. It was one of the books from Moses, and he realized that his people. Uh, were doing a lot of idol worshiping that would bring forward the, the wrath of God upon them uh, in the in the same way that that uh, you know God's wrath had came down upon uh, the Israelites previously. And um, the interesting part about it is that he sends forward uh, somebody with the scroll to this prophetess at the time in order that she may, you know, give news and interpret for the king. You know how God is feeling about uh, Josiah and the Israelites right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, God talks to Huldah, and Hulda uh, sends the message forth that God's wrath is burning against the um, the Israelites, and and so. Uh, the king of israel at the time he has a proof over him he has a hujja over him uh, that he must obey and that he seeks her guidance mm-hmm. and she's the veil between allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and between him and between the israelites and and uh, she's a female
1: yeah i mean that's a big deal you yeah, you've a got deal. a male king going to a female prophetess um asking for her guidance. I mean, an
0: interpretation of scripture.
1: Exactly. I mean, that's a big deal.
0: Yeah. It is a big deal. Yeah. Okay. So in Judaism, there's no doubt, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. A woman can serve as a messenger, as a spokesperson, as the face of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala in creation. Yeah. Isn't that incredible?
1: Yeah. I mean.
0: Okay, so in Christianity now, yeah, uh, obviously the New Testament it validates the Old Testament, yes, um, you know, and says that everything in there is correct. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, and Jesus was a Jew, and for that reason, uh, obviously Christians believe in the fact that there are these, uh, you know,
1: yeah, messengers from God that they, are female. They do, yeah, of course. I mean,
0: okay. What about in Jesus's time, Tiffany? Why don't you talk to me a little bit about, and talk to our viewers a little bit about the uh, the role of a woman uh, in the ministry of Jesus Christ?
1: In the ministry of Jesus Christ, or in the time in general? Because when you're when you're bringing up women and their communication with God, you can mention um, both. I'm I'm immediately thinking, I guess, because of the my Catholic background, I'm immediately thinking of Mary. Because uh, Mary is seen as such a great intercessor between mankind and God, actually. Um, we, we um, As Catholics, you know, you even pray for Mary to intercede on your behalf. Um, Mary, she was absolutely undoubted, undoubtedly uh, communicating with God. The angel appeared to her, gave her messages from God. Uh, her Her uh, relationship with God is documented in the Gospels, and uh, I, I think she would absolutely qualify as a prophetess, somebody at that rank who um, was communicating directly with God. and um, and otherwise, in the the ministry of Jesus, we have another Mary. We have Mary Magdalene. she's uh, she was given uh, the message that Jesus had returned, right? Um, After the events of the crucifixion, he appears first to Mary Magdalene, and he tells her to go and deliver the message to the men. So she's actually uh, sometimes called the apostle to the apostles because of that great role that she played. And for the Christians, uh, believing that Jesus is God incarnate, that would make her a prophetess, yes.
0: That's incredible. So now we have Wholesome in Christianity... Um, Not just a validation of the Old Testament, but we have Jesus, whom they consider to be God, sending forward uh, Mary Magdalene as his first and best uh, messenger. It's huge. That is huge. It's
1: huge. And her role was so uh, downplayed in history, but it is recorded in the Gospels that he gave her that honor and that she is the messenger to the messengers. So, yeah. And
0: the first witness of the first resurrection. Witness,
1: yeah, the first one that he came to. And the one who recognized him. Yeah.
0: Okay. So then what about Islam? So in Islam, I think it's it's a very um, uh, controversial topic. And I think that the general understanding that most Muslims have is that it is impossible. That God have a messenger or a prophet that's a female. No, this is unheard of. It's mm-hmm. blasphemy. It's heretical. It's crazy. Yeah. And and the, they say that the word doesn't even exist. That the female word of of a prophet or a messenger. There's no such thing as a Nabiya. or a Rasulah. Or, <laughs> or something of the sort. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not there. Yeah. Uh, so how can that be the case? Uh, but I think that's that's how uh the general population uh the ignorant ones would would uh, you know would react uh to that but in actuality uh, uh factually speaking um and there's a a lot of people who who do know the quran and do know uh the reality of the of the beliefs and the narrations of muhammad and the family of muhammad and and they would they would argue against that and the truth of the matter is, is that we have examples um, of the importance of women in Islam that is striking right off the bat. For example, we have an entire chapter, the Quran has 114 chapters. One entire chapter is named after Mary, mm. the mother of Jesus. And that's something that you don't even have in Christianity in the New Testament. Mm. We don't have a gospel of Mary, mother of Christ um, in there, but we do have a chapter uh, about uh, specifically uh, that has the story of Mary in there and named after the mother of Jesus. Uh, and you don't even have a chapter that's named after the mother of Muhammad. Yeah. So um, she's immediately uh, pointed out. Um, and distinguished uh, from the rest. And in the story of Mary in the Quran, you have her being inspired by God when she's in a state of labor mm-hmm. to shake the yeah. palm tree. So God is communicating. Now directly uh, inspiring her, just like he communicates with and inspires any other of his prophets, he does so uh, with Mary. And not just that, but there's also, um, you know, a a verse where God sends a messenger to Mary before she becomes. Uh, pregnant to give her glad tidings of the child that she is to uh, bear yes. and the understanding that Muslims have is that the angel that goes to her to bear these glad tidings is the angel Gabriel yes. and Gabriel is the angel of revelation and the one who carries the communications from God to all of the messengers so in that sense Um, You know, if being a prophet or being a messenger in Islam means that you are receiving divine inspirations from God and you're communicating with the angels, then Mary, mother of Jesus, ticks the boxes uh, in regards to that and qualifies uh, to be called a prophet.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. What else is a prophet if not somebody who's receiving uh, instruction, revelation from God directly? And she clearly was.
0: But then they would argue, okay, okay, okay. Maybe she is. Maybe she is a prophet, and maybe there are women that could reach the rank of prophet. But Mary uh, wasn't necessarily sent like to carry a message to the people, so we can't say that she achieved the rank as being one of those. Uh, 313 messengers. She's not a messenger, but she's a prophet. Mm-hmm. Well, do we have any other examples? We have the example also of the of the mother of Moses.
1: Yes, Lucha. She uh, she she did what God instructed her to through Revelation, placing her child in the basket to save his life in exactly. order to try and save God his life. God
0: inspires yeah. Lucha. And in some narrations, he gives her a dream, and other narrations, he just puts it in her heart, uh, like he does with David. But he just inspires her that in order to save Moses, he uh, she must place him uh, in a basket yeah. and put him in the Nile River, and yes. she accepts and does that commandment which uh, God gave her.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's I mean, and that's a huge deal. That's uh, that's almost like. Uh, you know how God inspired Abraham to, to take his child and to do something with his child. She was risking her child's life in doing so. And and uh, and it was because of her faith in God and this message that she received from God that she she did it. And look, it led to Moses uh, and the whole ministry of Moses and the whole course of the Abrahamic faiths uh, changing. Yeah.
0: Then we have uh, Nargis, uh in Islam. Uh, yes, particularly Shia Islam. Yeah. Um, Nerjis is who? She's the mother of Imam al-Mahdi. Yes, right? I, I um, love
1: this story. It's really cool.
0: And she's the daughter of a Roman king, and they're at war with the Muslims, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, she's a descendant of Simon Peter. And one night she's asleep, and God gives her a dream. And uh, in that dream, uh, you know, she's told basically that she has to escape. Yeah. No, she has to go away, run away from her father's house, and she's going to be taken as a slave. Yeah. And after she's taken as a slave, the person who buys her is going to be, the you know, the father of the person whom uh, she's supposed to marry.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's exactly what takes place. She wakes up from the dream that she got from God. She believes in the dream, uh, just like uh, Jacob and Joseph and Abraham. Uh, she verifies it and she acts upon it. And uh, she it happens exactly as she saw it. Yeah. And she ends up being rewarded for that by being the wife of Imam al-Hassan al yes. askari after being uh, bought and freed by uh, the father of Imam al-Hassan uh, Ali yeah. al-Hadi and, and uh, she ends up being the mother of yeah. uh, Imam al-Mahdi al-Islam.
1: That's, I, that story is so beautiful. That story always gives me some goosebumps. Uh, the level of faith uh, that she had and just the fact that God inspired her in that way and there was no hesitation in her heart. She just did it. Uh, what God told her to do, and uh, and she ended up in the the household of the Prophet Muhammad, like the the household of the Ahlul So that's such a cool story.
0: And then we have the daughter of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi That the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu uh, Alaihi it's narrated that whenever he would walk in on Fatima, that he would uh, bow down um you know out of uh, you know not out of worship and not out of uh, you know obedience to Fatima but out of love respect glorification for uh, the uh, incredible rank that Fatima has for uh, you know has been given by uh, God and the narrations from the Hadith are very clear about the fact that Fatima was this light that existed uh, before the creation of the entire world. And uh, the implications in the narrations is that even Fatima alayh uh, is uh, had a a a special place with God, or that her existence even predated, um, you know, uh, some of the, uh, you know, some of the more important uh, figures uh, in Islam. Uh, for example, one narration states that the imams have stated uh, that we are God's proof upon creation, and Fatima is a proof upon us.
1: Wow. Wow. That's. I mean, that's a huge thing when you think about it.
0: There's another narration where uh, it's a, It's kind of a gnostic narration where uh, God, uh, you know, tells the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi you know that if it wasn't for Ali, you know, I would have never created you. And then uh, he says, and if it wasn't for Fatima, I would have never created Ali, and so this also is a, a another uh, secret narration that gives an insight into how uh, some Muslims view the importance of the rank of Fatima, and uh, there's other narrations which explain that the name of Fatima has to do with the very substance and light uh, that uh, was used to form the entire uh, creation and that uh, that she is uh, basically a manifestation of the extreme mercy uh, of God in creation. That, that While Imam, Imam Ali would be a reflection of God's mercy, uh, Fatima would be a reflection of God's extreme mercy, Ar-Rahman and Ar-Rahim. And uh, so, uh, she belongs in Islam to a group of women that are known as the mistresses of all of uh, the women of paradise, mm-hmm. and uh, that is Fatima and Mary and uh, Asya, the wife of Pharaoh and uh, Khadijah, the wife of Rasulullah these women are considered to be uh, the best and uh, their rank actually is higher than all of the rest of the prophets and the messengers and uh, uh, with the exception of a few uh, so for example Mary is not better than Jesus Fatima is not better than uh, Muhammad's. Um, but uh, for the for the majority of the prophets and the messengers, uh, whether it's it's Asya, whether it's uh, najis whether it's uh, Zainab Ibn Ali Salam whether it's Fatima and 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 Mary mother of Christ uh they have reached ranks that are higher than all of the rest and they did receive revelations from God and they did have communications with angels um and uh, they performed particular functions uh but these women that are mentioned um were not necessarily sent to carry a message to um, a particular nation, yeah. and uh, the reason that's kind of implied uh, in Islam is that if God had sent uh, any of those women, uh, for example, to the Arab nations or to some of the other peoples um, at that time, they wouldn't have been accepted. They would have. They they would have been uh, rejected. Uh, but having said that, uh, the Qur'an does uh, validate uh, the Torah. And it, it is uh, the, the, the Qur'an and the narrations of the Ahl al-Bayt islam and of the Prophet Muhammad uh, have corrected things that they have seen wrong about the Old Testament. For example, uh, the Prophet uh, clarifies that it wasn't Isaac but it was Ismail that Abraham was going to, uh, to, uh, to offer. It, it corrects that Jesus was not crucified, but when he prayed to God, he was, mm-hmm. made, it was made to look so and that his prayer was accepted and he wasn't actually crucified. He was saved from that. But there are no corrections that are made in Islam in the narrations of the ahl Islam. and there's no corrections in the Quran that negate the uh, the prophethood, or or say that this is not true that there was a Deborah as a prophet, or or judge, or huldah or any of these uh, characters.
1: Yeah, their stories stand. Yeah.
0: So yeah, so their stories stand. So we would have to say that. In short, the answer is yes. A woman can reach the rank of uh, prophethood and that God uh, almighty he doesn't look at the bodies but he looks on the uh, at the souls and that the potential are open uh, for all of mankind uh, you know based on their sincerity to reach through uh, and, and go to the highest ranks uh, that they can achieve
1: that's so beautiful and uh, as a woman I really appreciate to hear this answer because you um, like as you said, some people who have sort of hijacked religion, they they say that it's impossible uh, for a woman to be considered a prophetess, for a woman to have that level of faith that uh, that that men reached, that they could have this direct communication with God. And clearly, that's not the case. When you go back and you look at the scriptures and point out these stories, as you have today, um, it's clear that God God looks at the hearts and uh, and and doesn't differentiate based on On
0: gender and and i want to say one thing tiffany before before we go and i think it's really important yeah Yeah. i think it's uh you know it's this is an example of um you know here god didn't say that it's not possible he didn't say that and he didn't say that that the torah Or the Hebrew Bible or the New Testament is wrong in regards to that. Yeah. God in the Quran and his prophet, they didn't say disbelieve in in this idea. Mm -hmm. It just didn't mention these particular women. Yeah. With that title Mm prophetess. But everything that it mentions about women over here kind of validates that. Yeah. And it also says to believe in that. And it said that the the Torah was a revelation from God. And then here we have non-working scholars deciding from their own selves to come to the conclusion that it's not possible. And we find the Muslims falling into the trap of abandoning the word of God and what God has revealed to his messengers and taking instead the words of the rabbis and the priests you know the fake scholars yeah. the imams and sheikhs yeah. of islam instead yeah. and so they do exactly what the quran says not to do
1: yeah it's it's so true and that is why we need you because you're the one who's pointing out um the truth and who's pointing out the truth and all of these scriptures and uh and cutting down the lies and you know throwing away all of the lies that are thrown out by all of these non-working scholars who have warped and uh, and uh, created this false idea of religion. And
0: that's why we need you and uh, strong sisters that are like you that will walk in your path and not be afraid to have enough determination to find the truth in your day and age in, in which you're Uh, alive and 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 to throw back or go opposite uh, you know or go on a new path that's different than the way that you were raised and carry uh, that light just like uh, uh, mary magdalene did and so many others in the past to uh, the people so so uh, god bless you and uh, until next episode inshallah
1: thank you so much i can't
0: wait